You're listening to Food Integrity Now with your host, Carol Gervais. Haley, welcome to Food Integrity Now. Thanks, Carol, for having me. Really looking well, forward to the conversation. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I first saw you or found out about you through my friend, Bonnie Hari, Food Babe. And I saw, an, I think you did an interview on Instagram with her not too long ago. And I thought, wow, I love what you're doing. And I knew I had to have you on the show because you're all about kids. And that is so important. So I'm going to read uh, to our listeners a little bit about you and your story. So Haley is the co-founder of My Superhero Foods, a wellness brand that teaches families about the powers of real food and the importance of what we put in our bodies. She is a working mama of three kids and three stepkids ages 2 to 18. Oh, my God, you are busy. She is married to Dr. Tarek Pacha her best friend and co-founder. Haley spent 17 years in the healthcare industry before creating My Superhero Foods. Her first nine years were spent at Pfizer. There she learned that so many chronic medicines aren't needed if you change the way you eat. Food can be the real medicine. She later spent another eight years in bioformatics, specifically urologist cancers and genomics. After being introduced to yoga and healing her own body through nutrition, she discovered a disconnect between the healthcare and nutrition industries and the strength of food as medicine. Shortly after, she dropped out of her master's in nutrition program and began a decade-long journey of self-education. Boy, I can relate to that. Haley and Tarek have co-authored several uh, children's books, and we're going to be talking about those, and I'll be showing you the books. And uh, they also have their free uh, website, which is uh, mysuperherofoods.com, and it helps raise awareness about the power of whole foods and wellness. And we are just thrilled to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Well, one of my first questions is that comes to mind is tell me about working in, you know, with Pfizer and in the medical field and how you transitioned out of that and why. Sure. Yeah. So I was young. Um, I actually graduated with a degree in finance and international business. And it was an old professor. And let me just say, prior to that, I grew up on the standard American diet. So I was eating Pop-Tarts for breakfast, hamburger helper for dinner, uh, Lunchables for my lunch, and didn't even understand the connection between food and how you feel until way later down the road. Um, but I started my career at Pfizer. It was a professor who said, you know, have you thought about pharmaceutical sales? And um I hadn't. Uh, I kind of, you know, talked around and turned out it was a good job. You, you know, well-paying job, which was kind of like one of my goals at 21. And um, at the time, Pfizer, some people had said it's harder to get into Pfizer than it was to get into Harvard. And so I always like a good challenge. And I'm like, I'm going to interview. So it was a long, tedious interview. And um, I ended up accepting a position and I relocated down to Finley, Ohio. And I worked the next nine years at Pfizer. And at first, I'll be honest, I was, you know, really kind of drinking the Kool-Aid. I thought uh, pills are amazing. Medicine is amazing. If you have any sort of like health ailment, you should just take a pill and it fixes everything. And um, I believe that for really, you know, for a, a, a good amount of my time at Pfizer. And I was very proud to work there and just thought we were just you know, creating this life-saving medicine. And I was a part of that. And it wasn't until I had found yoga and I'll always, you know, be so grateful to a girlfriend who introduced me to yoga. And at this time I had taken a couple promotions at Pfizer and moved up to Ann Arbor, Michigan. And um, I'm so grateful for the community up here. It's very holistic, uh, you know, healthy community, lots of yoga studios. And she said, you have to try yoga. And so I did, I got into hot yoga and I really, really liked it. And 
that is where I started to make that connection of what I eat, what I put in my body, what I don't put in my body, like has a direct impact with the practice, how I feel, how I function, how I operate. And, um, for me, it was like that light bulb really turned on. And then at that point, you know, I started to like dive into nutrition and the power of medicine or food as medicine. And then all the while kind of having this conundrum of like, oh my gosh, I don't believe what I'm doing anymore. And just my eyes were opened as to the fact that, you know, researchers, pharma, they make some great acute, you know, medicines for acute care or trauma care, but they also, and I was selling these chronic medicines where if the people simply changed their lifestyle. And by that, I mean, cleaned up their diet, stopped eating the ultra processed foods, get outside, moved, prioritize their sleep. They probably wouldn't need to be on like 90% of those medicines. And, um, you know, for me, that was really, really where the shift started. And, you know, shortly after I just realized, like, I don't believe in um, all of these Band-Aid medicines. And in fact, I couldn't be, you, you know, I couldn't believe the exact, I, I, I believe the exact opposite and, um, you know, eventually left and went on at that time to actually, then I thought, okay, so food is medicine. I love nutrition. I started to heal all of my health ailments. So things that I thought were completely normal, frequent headaches, bloating, you know, excess weight gain, acne, uh, brain fog fatigue, all this stuff that I'm like, I'm just, you know, I just have these symptoms and I'm just going to take a medicine. And that's that. And I never questioned it. Like all that stuff healed when I cleaned up my diet. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to go on and try to get my master's degree in nutrition. And so I was uh, working at the time. So taking a couple classes each, you know, semester, and it was about halfway through that program, um, where I also realized I'm like, you know, I don't necessarily agree that we need to be focusing on like the macros in a hospital um, patient, you know, and that looks like chocolate milk, French fries, cooked in seed oils, and, um, you know, like a plant burger or something. I'm like, I, I don't, I can't get behind this either. And, you know, I, I did come to find out later that um, a lot of what we were being taught in that master's in nutrition and dietetics program was sponsored by big food. And so therefore I had to leave that too. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go on my own and I'm going to teach myself. And so that's what I did. I drove, I dove into a lot of like functional medicine books and some of the deep researchers who are our MDs, but they're doing like that deep research. Um, people like, for example, Kate Shanahan or Robert Lustig. And I really like taught myself through their books and various courses and then just experimented for me, like what worked and what didn't work. And ultimately, you know, came to the realization that like we talked about food is the real medicine. When yeah. you change your diet, you can absolutely heal so many health ailments that you have. And then, you know, I was just grateful that I learned all that before I had kids. Wow, that's that's wonderful. Well, I have a little bit of a similar story. I sort of worked for Pfizer uh, years ago. I was in the legal field and the law firm I worked for, we represented a lot of the big pharma companies and Pfizer oh. was one of them. Mm -hmm. And it was during the diet drug litigation. And so I was the person that was writing out the checks for millions of dollars for settlements to Pfizer and other pharmaceutical companies. And I remember because I, I had drank the Kool-Aid somewhat and I thought, boy, these poor pharmaceutical companies are, you know, they have to pay out all this money. And, and then, um, I, I was in that field 23 years and I just, I went back to school and became a life coach and loved it and then started learning about nutrition. And I thought, whoa, I I can't do what I do here. This is a, out of integrity. So I left that field and started teaching myself on my own, very similar. I did go back to school and got a degree in holistic nutrition and stuff, but we have very similar backgrounds and it has brought us to this point, and I know you uh, you work a lot with educating parents 
um, because you have kids and you're you're right there. I have grandkids, but you're 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 in it right now. So um, how, let's start out with just a basic question: How do you get your children to want to eat healthy and and really get them to feel like it's important? How do you do that? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I just I had a real quick comment on your story as well. I find it fascinating that so many people are like, well, where's your degree? And I love the fact that like we are now at a at a place where we don't need to have a degree to learn the information. I mean, we are ourselves our degree in many ways. Like we're experimenting with ourselves and we are like curing these or, or, you know, yeah, curing these ailments that we were struggling with for so long on our own. And I just found it so empowering. And so I hope, you know, to everyone out there listening too, it's like, you know, of course my husband's a, a doctor, so he had to go through years of training and there are things that, you know, I only would trust him with, but at the same time, he'll be the first to say they had so such minimal amount of time spent in nutrition. And here they, here we are like asking physicians about nutritional information. It's just, it's fascinating to me. So I love that you taught yourself in a lot of ways too. And and I'm I'm still teaching myself because as you know, it's, it changes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I didn't know about seed oils until a year or so ago. You know, I just, I mean, I, I suspected and I didn't do much of them, but the real data has come forth you know, not that long ago. So we have to, we have to stay up on all this. Yep. I, I totally agree. Um, So anyways, to answer your question, you know, I think for me, like I said, I'm, I'm grateful that I realized the power of food and, and the ingredients that I are not putting in my body. And then the real food that I am putting in my body before I had kids. And so um, while I was pregnant, I did find it interesting that um, for me, it just, it, it was an, it was intuitive. And so I'm forever grateful for that where it's like, I'm building a baby and I need to, if, if ever is a time to eat healthy, um, you know, it's while I'm, I'm pregnant and it was very like, um, careful about what I ate and just really, it was like every opportunity to sit down at a meal and eat. I'm not only nourishing me, I'm nourishing and growing my baby inside of me. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, and I think, you know, doctors will be the first to say that some doctors it's like, well, this is a pass. You know what I mean? You're pregnant, go eat what you want. And I think we need to really change that narrative of like, that's the time to be very particular about what you're eating. Um, But when I had my son, for example, it just made sense. Like, okay, he's going to be eating real whole foods. Like we're not going to do processed foods. I talk a lot about natural flavors. I feel like they just fly way under the radar. And I think that they are the cause or one of the causes of why so many children are picky eaters because these are fake flavors put in everything. And so of course, kids are going to prefer these fake flavors to the flavors. And they're not not just fake flavors, but they can sneak things in there that you don't want, like MSG and, and, you know, things like that. So Uh, I just I wanted to just drive this point home, because if you see a product and you see natural flavors, you want to put it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you absolutely want to put it back. And, you know, in some ways that's good because I think it's the fourth largest ingredient now. So it's in almost every processed food. So if you eliminate natural flavors, you're by default going to eliminate a lot of the, you know, junk processed food uh, just automatically. Uh, you know, they could be, there could be up to a hundred different chemicals in there. And um, yeah, they're specifically designed to trick our taste buds and to make us overeat and to prefer that flavor, that fake flavor over a real one. So I'm grateful that I just knew it kind of instinctively. I'm like, that's not going in my kids' bodies. And um, I just focused on real whole foods. And that's, I think the the trick was, that's all we brought into the house. So we didn't have the chips and the cookies and all that for the kids to be curious about or for the kids to see us eating. And so they just, you know, kind of grew up on that, especially my son, my first. I think the first is always the easiest. Um, and, you know, then my daughter, and then I had my daughter two and a half years later. And, um, kind of the same thing. And so at this point, 
um, that was with my first marriage. So I did get a divorce and I'm currently remarried. And it's my husband, Tarek, uh, my current husband, who, um, after he got to know me and my kids, he was just like, wow, like, why, how are your kids eating like salmon and broccoli and asparagus and fruit? And, you know, they're not like munching on Doritos. And I was just like, well, that's all I bring into the house. But then also, and I didn't realize I did it. I loved his question because it just caused me to kind of reflect on like, what am I doing? And I was just teaching the kids from a young age that real whole foods nourish our bodies and they give us powers. And so, for example, you know, my son like loved to play, he's four and he loved to play tag and loved to be like the fastest one out there. And so I'd say, all right, we're going to eat like our grass fed meat tonight. And, uh, we're going to eat, you know, um, you know, our yogurt or full fat plain yogurt. And that's, what's going to make you like run super fast on the playground. And he just, and he just kind of grew up understanding that. And same with my daughter. It's like, you know, if you want to jump the highest, we got to make sure you get some avocados in on your, on your plate. And so it got to a point where they're just like, mama, can we have some avocados with dinner? I'm going to jump on the trampoline tomorrow and I want to jump really high. And awesome. uh, so I just basically like linked the foods to the powers. And I think the underlying point here is that kids are way smarter than we give them credit for. And just having these real conversations starting at a really young age, they do understand it. They absolutely do understand that. Okay, so you started them out just on eating whole foods. What do you say to the parents who all of a sudden are realizing, oh my gosh, I've got to change my diet and I really want to change my children's diet? can you give us some advice on how do you do that? What's the best place to start? Yeah, I think um, it is tricky because like we talked about, all these foods have natural flavors. They have seed oils. These are foods are, they're addictive and they're designed to be addictive. And so to just all of a sudden say, you know, if a kid's been having that for years to say, you're not getting your chips anymore, um, that could be really, really tough. And especially when maybe they have such a limited diet and you count on chips as some of the calories to fill a meal. Um, but you have to start somewhere. And I'm like an all or nothing, like a kind of a cold tur- turkey approach person. But I think that you could do it in any way. And whether it's gradual or whether it's just all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're just not going to eat these foods. It's, I think it starts with what you bring into your house. And yeah. so for us, that is, um, it's real whole one ingredient foods. And if the kids want a snack, they know they can go to the fridge or the kitchen and they can get some fresh fruit to snack on. My kids will just like grab a carrot stick right out of the fridge and just start munching on it. Um, you know, they can have plain full fat yogurt and raw honey or berries or will like whole make granola and they can snack on that or olives or cheese or you know if they're hungry enough and the other stuff isn't in the house eventually they are going to reach for that and I think there's probably going to be that period where you're transitioning where it's really hard but it's just kind of sticking to that plan and then you get through it and eventually your kids just realize okay I'm not getting that stuff in the house anymore and I'm hungry. So I have to eat the food that mom's preparing or the snacks that we do have in the house. Um, I really think, you know, people are like, where do I start? I think it can be really that simple is starting right there and just protecting what you bring into the house. Yeah. And then, you know, that means you're going to be cooking a little bit differently. Um, you're going to be packing lunches a little bit differently, you know, for a lunch, it's usually some veggies, some fruit, my son had a leftover hamburger. My girls had like roasted chickpeas, um, cheese, raw cheese. And um, they had like a little honey bar, like a honey mama's little square. And that was their lunch. And that's just because we don't have the chips and the and the popcorn and the cookies and all that stuff to grab and pack in it. And I mean, they're hungry. Are your children, uh, are they homeschooled or do they go to mainstream school? Um, they go, um, they're, in, they're in a private school. They're in a private school. Okay. Um, do they have school lunches there? They do. They don't have a school lunch program, so you can only pack your lunch. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's so much better because, you know, I'm on, I'm the president of the board of moms across America and we tested, um, school lunches and it was just abysmal. 
Um, Dr. Michelle Perro, who wrote um, What's Making Our Children Sick, excellent book. Uh, she made the comment that the way things are right now, we need to ban school lunches because mm-hmm. they're toxic. Mm-hmm. And we know that. And um, so I think that, you know, packing their lunch if they go to mainstream school is an absolute must. But mm-hmm. I, one of the things that uh, you probably know this, but I interviewed, I can't think of his name right now. It was a while back, but he's with the Heartland Health Institute and they do studies, a great organization. And they did some studies and that they found out that about 98% of our pesticide and herbicide load, I'm not talking glyphosate, I'm talking pesticide herbicides for the most part, we get from our fruits and vegetables. So, you know, I tell people, they say, where should I start? I say, buy organic fruits and vegetables. I mean, if you can reduce your toxic uh, chemical burden by 98% by just doing that, that's a great place to start. And then next we talk about glyphosate and how it's used as a desiccant and a drying agent. So you have to buy organic wheat products and stuff. But um so I just I just wondered if that with the vegetables, if that was something that you would recommend also. Yeah, I think it's a great point. I actually didn't learn of that study until just, I don't know, the last couple months or so. And it was it was eye opening. Ninety-eight percent. I mean it's huge. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. We um and we do prioritize uh organic. I think that's an incredible point. And that's a great yeah. first place to start as well. Um, you know, many people will say organic is more expensive. Uh, but we found that there's an Aldi close to our house. Aldi now I don't know if they have the appeal, if they're doing the appeal coding or not yet. Uh, so that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> I know, I know, what a bummer. But as of now, I mean Aldi has excellent prices on organic fruits. Um, we have a local like a farmer that we do our CSA from. I think it's also important to mention that sometimes when I think local is the best. I mean, if we can support our local farmers, that's right. incredible. And then we're getting the freshest version of the produce. Um, our farmer friends are not actually certified organic, but it's because they chose not to pay the extra for the organic. Right. They're a hundred percent practicing organic farming, regenerative farming, they have an incredible farm. And um, so, you know, I think it's important to go to your farmer's market, ask questions. It may not have to say organic certified. It still may be organic. And yeah. I think you can save a lot of money that way, too. I mean, we really prioritize buying local, especially over the summer. The winter, it's hard. Our CSA stops up here. Um, but then cooking with the local, you know, batch that we got that week. Um, so I think that you're right. That's a great place to start too, is just, is buy organic. And yeah. And, and when people tell me, um, you know, I, I try to be sensitive to this subject that is too expensive. In the long run, it's really not because you're going to cut the cost of your health. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, what you spend on trying to stay healthy, you know, yep. and, yep. and so, and, you know, it's, I think that, I mean, all groceries are expensive right now anyway, whether it's organic or not organic, but it's worth it. I mean, the price of cancer is astronomical. So what do they say? Pay up front, pay now or pay later, right? Pay now or pay later. And it's so true. But, but at the very least to start with the fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. I like that advice a lot. That's a great point, Carol. Do do you have any challenges or have people talked to you about challenges they have with their kids? And do you have any advice in that area? Um, because, OK, so you're doing the right thing. You're they're eating whole food. They're not used to having junk food, but they get around other kids. Do they ever feel like they're missing out or does that come up? Um, well, yeah, actually it does. Um, so as I mentioned, I'm divorced and my, I have, I have three biological kids and three step kids. Um, I'll speak about my biological kids. The first two are with my ex-husband and, you know, when we were together, he was all on board for, um, the kids eating healthy, fully supportive of that. And then we get a divorce and 
not, I mean, without, without like sharing too much of my frustrations, but it's almost like you divorced me. So now I'm going to do whatever I want with the kids when I have them. And so, you know, they eat stuff that I would not approve of over at his house and there's nothing I can do about it. And I know that's an issue with people. Yeah. And um, I have to take a step back and just say, you know, for my mental health, I had to get out of that relationship. And so there was no other way. There wasn't like a staying in to protect the children because ultimately that wouldn't have been best for the children. So I've accepted that as hard as it is. And trust me, that had, that took, it took a long time for me to like, kind of like just find some peace around that. Um, Now, I don't think, you know, he's not giving them fast food every day. So I'm grateful for that, but it's definitely not at this end of the spectrum that I would like. So um, I can see firsthand if the kids were over with him and uh, they come back, I will, I can automatically tell if they've had like, for example, an artificial color, something with artificial colors in it. I mean, they're just, their behavior is so night and day difference, different. And so what I do, the only thing I can do is teach my kids because he's not open to having a conversation about Hey, you were once on board. What happened? Um, it's more of a punishing thing, which is really sad. Um, but, but I can teach my children. And so I teach them to check in with their bodies. Hey guys, um, you got, you know, what are you guys, what did you guys have to eat? Okay. So let's pull up the ingredients and look at it. Okay. Yeah. Here is, you know, red 40. So let's just check in with how we're feeling right now. You feel like you're kind of bouncing off the walls. You feel like you just want to, like, you have this anger that you can't like tame right now that is linked to the food. So you guys, as you get older, you guys have to protect your own bodies and, you know, ask to read ingredients because you can understand and start to feel how that's affecting your own body. Same thing with like birthday parties. Uh, You know, my youngest is, uh, she'll be three in February. And there is, she has never had like any ultra processed foods. You know, she's not had the blue birthday cake at parties, period. It's my job as her mom, just like I wouldn't let her touch a a hot stove. You're not getting any of that food right now. Um, But as they get older, I feel like it's harder to say no, you know, if we're at a birthday party and all their friends are eating, you know, the cake with the blue frosting, um, you know, I can't, I don't want to embarrass my kids. I don't want to just say like, no, don't eat that and not give them the why behind it. And so, um, I think two things happen for me. The first is that I'll let them have some of the cake and I love it because we actually bake a ton at home. So we are always cooking from scratch any dessert that we have, we don't bring it, we don't buy it at the store, we bake it at home. So they know what good quality desserts taste like, and they appreciate that. So the best thing is, you know, they start to eat the cake and they're like, oh, this tastes weird, mama. And I'm like, I know, it does taste weird, it's not real. Um, And then the second thing that happens is, even if they do have some of it, again, it's another teaching opportunity of like, okay, guys, like your belly hurts now. And then you just ate this cake. So I think it's probably the color and the frosting, and it might be this in the frosting or that in the frosting that is making your belly hurt. So for example, we were at a Halloween party recently, my daughter and I, one of her little friends, they had cupcakes with like some green frosting on the top. And I just saw my daughter, she took a cupcake, but then she took the frosting off of it and just ate the cupcake. And she's like, I didn't want the frosting. I think it hurts my belly when I eat it. And she learned on her own. So I feel like, that's been my strategy is like our kids, again, are smarter than what we give them credit for. And let's just start to point this stuff out. You know, the little things of like, where did our food come from? Like these strawberries we're eating, they came from the strawberry bush. We went to the far, we went to our local farm. We picked the strawberries off, um, you know, for the people that believe in God, which we do in our family, it's like God created this for us. Okay. Now let's look at, for example, the cookies that are at the store and let's look at these ingredients. And there's like 50 ingredients in those cookies that are in the plastic containers when you walk into the stores. And we're like, where did this ingredient come from? A factory. Where did this ingredient come from? A factory. So are these really real ingredients? And then you just start to like really just subtly teach them and change their perspective about food so that hopefully you then empower them when they're on their own to think about it that way as well. That's great advice. And, you know, I work with a lot of people and some of them have children and are divorced and have a very similar situation. And I love 
what you said. I mean, you can't really just, uh, well, you could, but it wouldn't work very well. You'd probably have a rebellion if you say you absolutely can't do this. You know, kids are smart. They're going to want to do it if you say you absolutely can't do this. So rather than doing that, you educate them and they get to make their own choice. And I believe what you're doing is you've set a foundation for them and you've planted that seed. So even if they do eat a bunch of junk food, uh, they're not going to feel as good. I mean, I don't know about you, but... If I go somewhere and once in a while I eat something like a piece of cake or something um, that is not very good, I mean, nutrition wise, I feel it. And my body says, what are you doing? You know, so I think just setting that foundation and being the example, it's just the way you have to do it. And you can't be so rigid Mm -hmm. that they can never have it because they're going to rebel. Yeah, I, I think they will. And then the other, it's a fine line between shaming, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of me wants to be like, your dad feeds you this because he's mad at me, and this food is bad food. But I can't do that because it's not going to hurt their dad. It's going to hurt them, and they, I don't want them to feel guilty about food either. So just again, teaching them to tune in and learn for them their own selves, I think, has worked really well for us. And I think it could work well for a lot of kids too. It's all and- about balance too. Yeah. You know, too. I, I think that um I've been accused of being too rigid with my food because I've been doing food integrity now for 15 years. I've done like 350 interviews with, you know, really great experts. And I know so much that I, I felt like for a while there, I was getting too rigid with my food, like, making my food more powerful than me, in essence. Mm. And so you don't want to be too extreme. You want to be in balance, eat mostly organic. There's a few things that I think are absolutely no. That's processed sugar, uh, seed oils, which we're going to talk about in a minute. And, 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 you know, eating at a fast food restaurant, as we now know, after our recent, um, report that uh, Zen and Moms Across America, we did about all the fast food restaurants. I mean, we knew it was going to be bad, but we didn't know it was going to be that bad. Th- those results were so eye-opening. I, I mean, yeah. you guys did some really great work, and I think you raised a lot of awareness through that big study. I mean, that was, that was, our, that was our plan. Now, the next step is is to get those companies to to change some of those things because we you know like you we want to transform the food system mm-hmm. and you know by by getting this information out we're hoping some of those corporations will start to think well maybe we could switch this but we'll see but I hope so you guys are doing amazing things and and I hear you too it is a balance but at the same time cuz I've been accused of being rigid and I am rigid I mean, I, you will never see me eat. Fast yeah, well, food. I am too, but I was like, never, never. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, well, we know that what's going to happen. I mean, for me, it's uh, either an instant headache, some sort of breakout around my mouth, bloating feeling for like two to three days afterwards, or I'm feeling tired. I'm like, it's not worth it. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's, not. it's really not. Affect me. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, I rarely eat out and there, there Same are. With us. We're we're really fortunate. We have a, a restaurant in Temecula called Eat Restaurant that's mostly organic. And then there's a restaurant in Encinitas that is 100% organic. I got to give them a shout out. It's called Good Anya. And they make their own ketchup. They cook their French fries and beef tallow. I mean, not that French fries are a health food, but if you want French fries. Hey, listen, we eat French fries and tallow a lot. That's yeah. incredible. See, that's, that's really great. Yeah. So there are, there are those companies that are doing the right thing. So I want to talk about some of your books. Okay. Um, so I've, I've got them here. So I'm going to show this, this to everyone. My Superhero Foods. Tell us about this book. So that was our first book. And like I said, it kind of stemmed from that conversation where my husband is just like, what are you doing differently? Why are your kids eating all this good food? And they're asking for it. And they're, you know, 
requesting it and um, not fighting you back on it. And I was just like, well, I just, I make it about the power and they're, you know, they're going to grow stronger and they're going to be smarter when they eat this food and they're going to be faster and, you know, be good at soccer and all the stuff. I just link the food back to a power. And we were just kind of like, we should write a book on this. And so that's kind of how it started. And I mean, we still have like the pictures where I was like, I can illustrate it, which I couldn't. Um, but we still have like the original text and the, you know, the pictures. And we've since come a long ways. I have to give a shout out to Otter Pine. So um, we're indie authors and they've helped us publish our book and they got me back on social media. I had been off for a long, long time and got back on to kind of start the brand and our website. They helped us with that. So Otter Pine's great if you're an indie, uh, if you're an indie author and you're looking for some help. Um, and yeah, that was our first book. And it's just, we went through and, you know, a lot of the superfoods, we just walked you through a day in the life. Those are aliases of my kids, of my first two kids, actually. <laughs> and, um, we just kind of walked you through a day in the life. We tried to keep it like outdoors a lot, just fun little like thing details that the kids would notice. And these kids are just, uh, they're doing, they're eating superhero foods, real foods, and some, sometimes they're cooking their own food. And then you're just like learning about the powers that you get through each of those foods. And the great thing is that we get so much feedback from adults and they're like, we learned so much about this book too. So I love it. I, I got to plug you on this folks. If you have children or if you have grandkids, I'm going to put a link on the show page. What a great gift to give to your kids because they can read that or if they can't read yet, you know, they're going to relate to this, to these books. So this is awesome. I love Thank resources. You. Okay. So let's go to the next one. My superhero sleep. Tell us about this one. Yeah, I think that one might be my favorite. Um, so that's the second book that we wrote and we just thought, okay, we're a wellness company. Obviously, the food that we choose is incredibly important, but there's pillars. And another big pillar is quality sleep. And I found that um, this is another one where I'm a, a bit rigid on, where it's like, I really protect my kids' bedtimes. And it makes all the difference, I feel like, in how they show up the next day and their mood and their focus and everything. So just as important as food, I think, is sleep. And so in this book, again, we just kind of walk you through a day and uh, same characters, and they just set you up for what you could do starting in the morning to getting your morning sunlight, getting outside of nature, all the way throughout the day of how can you get your best sleep? And there's so many like tips and tricks. And, you know, if you have a nightlight, it needs to be this color and you should have your temperature of your room this color and, you know, take a warm bath and that'll help you sleep. Uh, all that, all that good stuff. So again, a I, lot of things learn from that. I love this page. It says a good nap will give you a boost through the day. But as you get older, naps may fade away. Maybe not. Um, sometimes a little power nap is great. But yep. and, and this page says, tune into your body and see how you feel. If you don't need a nap, quiet time is ideal. Yes. So that's just great advice. And I think, you know, again, to have kids read this and see this, I think it just can be a powerful tool to help them understand the importance of sleep. Because as you and I know, I mean, how good do you feel when you have a bad night's sleep? It changes your your reality, your perspective on the world, everything, you know. Yeah. So Yeah, it's I just um I couldn't agree more. I mean, sleep is so powerful and teaching that again to kids at a young age, it's like we, I'll speak for myself, I, it wasn't until my 30s, my late 20s, early 30s, and then into my early 40s, where I'm like really learning this information. Why are we waiting that long? Like, why don't we teach our kids when they're young so that they can have this information growing up? And to equate good sleep to powers is, is a really like an easy connection for kids. So for example, my daughter came home from school yesterday. I picked her up and she had an earache. So, you know, we did the garlic drops and, um, you know, it's in the evening and she's like, mama, I need to get to, to bed. You know, I need my body to heal. So I need a lot of sleep tonight. And I was like, yeah, girlfriend, you do. And she just, yeah. she knows like, she's not feeling good. She needs to heal. And one of the best ways that she could do that is get extra sleep. And it's just because that was instilled in her of like, when we're sleeping, that's when our body grows stronger and repairs and our brain gets stronger and all that stuff. And, you know, kids can make that connection if we teach them it. 
Yeah. Okay, the next book is Sunny Side Up, a 28-day breakfast meal plan for busy families. I love this. Thank so you. Tell us about this book. Yeah, so, um, you know, we we talk about how I think one of the keys is cooking as many meals as you can at home. That way you control the ingredients um, and uh, you know what's going into the food. Uh, you can prepare the most nutrient-dense meal. And so sometimes um, a breakfast is a great place to start because it is easy and it can be simple and quick. And so in that guide, what we do is it's it's like a month-long guide. So we give you a grocery list of your staples for the month. We tell you our trusted brands, um, you know, the ones that don't have all the nasty ingredients in them. And then we break it down each week. And each week you'll have a shopping list for your perishables. And then you'll do a little bit of Sunday prep. And then you have a recipe every single morning, Monday through Friday. And with the exception of the homemade pancakes, those can take like maybe 10 minutes. But everything else, you can get a nutrient-dense, nourishing, delicious breakfast on the table in like five to seven minutes every single morning. And we like kind of walk you through it. And so- Really um, valuable tool, especially for, you know, busy parents who, you know, want to make sure they don't have a lot of time, they can prepare ahead of time. And, and it's all written out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, thank you. That's awesome. Okay. So the next book I really love because I'm talk about this all the time. This is the ultimate guide to avoiding seed oils in your kitchen. And when you start reading labels, you find seed oils in everything, organic chips, what, you know, it's it's not just all processed food. It is yeah. everywhere. Trail mix, cram, dried cranberries, raisins, all they're ever, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So I'm with you. This is a newer one for me. I learned about seed oils like a couple years ago and eliminated them. The the thing I'll share is that um, I have really fair skin and grew up always with the sunscreen on. I mean, I have pictures of my childhood where it's like, it wasn't even fully rubbed in. I was just like sunscreen all over. And so, because I would always burn and I eliminated, so this is almost three, three years ago, maybe a little over three years ago, I learned of seed oils, learned about the dangers. And I'm like, ugh. I mean, it, for me, it was the video. Have you seen the video of how the seed oils are made? Yeah. Yeah. That was it for me. I'm like, that just brought it all home. Like I'm not eating seed oils anymore. And then I dove into the literature more. My husband started diving in. And so we just decided we're cutting these out completely. And, um, it was while I was pregnant. Um, so it was just like, you know, you read about how then that's passed on to your baby and it, you know, in certain ways. And so I was like, no more. And what was fascinating to me is that after about a good year, year and a half, like I noticed my sun, my skin was reacting differently to the sun and I'm not out sunbathing, but like, I don't like to lather up in sunscreen. I'll wear protective clothing, a hat. Um, but I like to get like my morning sun or if I, even in the afternoon, like expose my sun or my skin for a bit. It's your vitamin D. <laughs> exactly. And what I noticed is that like, for example, we went down to um, Disneyland and we were out almost all day. Now we were trying to get in the shade as much as we could, but we were out and I did, I didn't wear sunscreen and I didn't burn. I mean, I had my sun hat on, but I had on like a uh, tank top and I didn't burn it. I'm like, what is going on? And sure enough, there's literature to support that too. But like, this is a different type of fat that is not preferred by our bodies. And in fact, it get instead of being burned for energy, it gets stored in our cells and it's, you know, it, it's causing lots of dysfunctions in people. So that guy just kind of walks you through, you know, why the why, and then it tells you different alternatives um, to cook yeah, with. Grass-fed ghee, my personal favorite. Which one is ghee? Ghee. I yeah. I see, I I like ghee and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is wonderful. Beef tallow. Um, yeah, and then you have a section in here: healthy fats on a budget. So. There's a little something for everyone in in this book. And again, this book, um, as an adult, I mean, I, I think it's as much for adults as it is for kids. So you can really understand it. Thank you. Yeah. You know what? We've decided we need to change the cover because that actually is for adults. But I think the cover 
everyone thinks it's a kid's book based on the cover. And so we're like, we need to change it because it is, it's totally geared towards adults. Yeah. Yeah, you could, you could, but it's wonderful. And I think it's much needed because, you know, I think people have heard, at least in my world, a little bit about seed oils, but this kind of goes through it all and it all makes sense. And, you know, and it'll get people to just really rethink you know, what they're buying and what, you know, they start reading things and um, you just feel better. You feel so much better. You really do. It's like, I just noticed a difference in my skin, my energy. You just feel better. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you pretty much come full gamut from working, working, with the sick care system, as I call it, you know, because we don't have a health care system. I mean, we do, but, you know, our, our country just has has done it completely wrong. And I think people are, are waking up more and more. Unfortunately, they're waking up because they're getting sicker. And, um, you know, I know I'm finding I'm getting more clients because people are sicker. Whereas I prefer, you know, educating so that you don't get sick because it's much easier to stay healthy than get sick and then get healthy. It can be done, though. And I believe it can be done by changing your diets for the most part and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, that that all kind of goes hand in hand. So um, I really, really love your books and love the work you're doing. Do you have more books coming in the future or, or do you we, do, we do. So we, um, we have a mindset book written. So it's based off a lot of the work of Carol Dweck and fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Um, and so that's being illustrated right now. It's expensive to illustrate print books. So it's on the horizon, but probably out like maybe mid next year or something like that. Uh, and then we are, uh, Tark and I are working on a course as well of just kind of the basics of like, you know, he brings, I I love our duo. So he brings the medical side and he's functionally medicine trained. He's a surgeon. Um, He says some of his healthiest patients are the farmers, you know, because they're eating the real food and they're outside and they're moving. Um, And he did say that there's, it feels like there's more of a movement where, you know, in the past he'd have these conversations where it's like, I'm not going to give you a medicine. I'm not going to give you an antibiotic for your UTI, for example. Yeah. And there'd be a lot of pushback. And now people are like, yeah, thanks. I don't need one. That's awesome. So it's like, he's kind of sensing that too. But anyways, he brings the medical side. And then I kind of bring like the practicality and the, you know, parent mama side to it. And so we think that like, we have a lot to offer in terms of just a course for people to really like, yeah. okay, where do I start? Cause there's so much conflicting, confusing information. And so oh, I know you can always find, you know, somebody to, you know, say the opposite, but you have to really do, do a deep dive. And unfortunately that's the world we live in. You can't just, you know, take things at face value. You, you really need critical thinking these days more than ever. And I love that you're doing uh, a book on mindset because uh, uh, this year, early in the year, um, I got together with Dr. Rosie Kuhn, who's a transformational psychologist, and she and I did a whole series. I think we did 10, 10 or 11 podcasts together where we talked about mindset. Uh, I called it Beyond Food Integrity, and I'm actually going to be writing a book um about beyond food integrity awesome. uh, because i think it's really important what we eat but it's also important what we allow in our mind or mental or emotional but if if anybody's interested in that they go to foodintegritynow.org and go to the beyond food integrity and you'll get to listen to those shows i think we did a really good job of that Be- because it's all important you know it's just you know, if you're if you're still angry from your childhood and, you know, pissed off because your parents weren't perfect and you're eating 100 percent organic, you still may get sick. You've mm-hmm. got to get rid of those toxic emotions. So I yeah. love that you're doing that. And and to me, are you directing this toward children? Yeah, it is. So it's another it's a kid's book. Oh, oh the great. Yeah, no, the kid's book is totally um, it's kind of like 
I don't know. Right now it's a trilogy. It might be, but there's lots more pillars too. But anyways, okay. <laughs> it's a kid's book. Okay, great. Well, maybe we'll have you back on when that comes out and we can talk about that because that is something that, you know, our kids are not really taught in school how to deal with their emotions. And um, and I think it's really important. Um, you know, of course, that all begins in the home. But, you know, kids are in school a large part of their day. So, um, yeah, so I think that's really, really important. So, Haley, I love that you're writing on it, too. I can't wait to check out your series. I mean, I think you're it's so well said, Carol. It's like it go. you can eat, eat as clean as you want. But if you have these underlying stressors and, you know, this nervous system dysregulation, you're yeah. not going to get these. So. And, and we, we the way we did it is we we picked a subject and we never thought about it ahead of time which I loved. We came on like you and I, okay, what are we going to talk about today? And we'd go, how about gratitude? And then we'd spend there. Most of the shows are about a half hour and we just talk about the importance of gratitude. So I think it's just a wonderful resource. We got really good feedback on it and maybe we'll do it again at some point, but uh, yeah, check that out. But I really love what you're doing and it's so important that our kids, you know, especially as young as possible to get that healthy immune system. And uh, you need to eat organic, folks. I mean, our soil has been depleted. And, you know, we, there's regenerative organic farming and it's now, you know, becoming more popular and people are getting it. But a lot of us did not have that as a basis for our immune system. So we need to, we really need to pay attention to our soil. I think today is World Soil Day too. So. Oh, wow. How, yeah. How, and how uh, I like to say, girl, who's a friend of mine, Kelly Ryerson, she posted something. But anyway, thank you so much. And give us your, give us where they can find you a little bit more information on how to, how to contact you. Sure. So um, my husband does a lot of work on our website. So we have lots of resources there. You can find us at www.mysuperherofoods.com. And then I'm on Instagram. You can find uh, us there at uh, my superhero foods. And we're just, you know, through posts and the videos and the reels, um, having conversations about like, you know, different ingredients. And hopefully they're motivating to parents to really like start to change their mindset around food and encourage them to read labels and really think about what we're putting in our bodies and our kids' bodies, because it's uh, so important, more important than ever, I would argue. Um, so yeah. those would be the two places that you could really find us. Yeah. Well, that's and our books are on Amazon too. So you can get them on the website. You can also get them on Amazon. Okay. And again, I'll put links to all these uh, on the show page with this. So um Anyway, thanks again, Haley. You're doing great work and our kids are so important and I appreciate your work so much. And I'm excited. Uh, you're really one of the first people, well, maybe I've done a couple over the years, but uh, with information directed towards kids in general. And it, it's just so important. So thank you again. And thanks to our listeners. And we'll be back soon with another great show. Thank you, Carol. I admire all the work you're doing as well. So thanks Thank for having you. me on. Thank you.